playing a Pokemon game and you're naming your Pokemon, how do you choose what to nickname your Pokemon or do you nickname your Pokemon? I'm really interested in hearing what people's systems are for naming their Pokemon, if they go with a theme or or not. For Christmas, I was gifted a copy of Let's Go Pikachu and I finally have a Switch to play it upon. And I frequently have a theme going when I name my Pokemon for a game. There was, I think for Sun and Moon, I named them all after Star Wars characters. There was one game where I named them all after works of art, like the Venus de Milo and Guernica the Magikarp. For Let's Go Pikachu, I'm naming them all after figure skaters. It is to no one's surprise that Michelle Kwan the Lapras is anchoring this team. But you people listening, what systems do you use when it comes to naming your Pokemon? Let me know here at the podcast. And which podcast is that? Well, you are listening to Peekappy Podcast, a Pokemon podcast that mostly focuses on the anime, but occasionally I talk about other things too. But while you're all typing up your replies about how you like to name your Pokemon in the mainstream games, let us get into an anime episode. Today we are covering episode uh, 58 of the Advanced Generation, All Torkoal, No Play. And since Ash is as ever impatient for a gym battle, we're going to just get it right into the plot. So, as established the last episode, the gang is planning to backtrack to Petalburg City through Mallville. And in the process, they're probably going to be retreading a lot of ground. Um, Ash is reminiscing about some of the people he's met. He's wondering how Watt and Watson are doing, and he promised to battle that little electric once it grew a bit. But all of his plans might have to be put on hold because as the gang reaches the crest of the path, they see a huge rocky valley that is most definitely not the city they expected to see. Apparently, they took some of Brock's shortcuts and are now lost. Ah, being lost. It feels like Gen 1 times. Reminds me of back in Indigo League where I used to track the kid's path on the town map and we determined that it's not actually Ash who was cursed with the bad navigational skills because basically the only time they ever went in a straight line it was the one day at the start of the journey when it was just Ash and he beelined for Viridian City without a detour. Everything after Brock and Misty showed up was just an awful mess. (laughs) Just a generalization. I know it's not necessarily their faults. There was a lot going on in Indigo League. But yes, kids, stick to the Pokenav. Don't deviate. I mean, look where it got you. Here in this unknown place, there's a bunch of Steel-type Pokemon, um, a bird that the kids don't recognize, but we will know as Skarmory is flying around, 
looking unfriendly. Some magnemite are attacking a Torkoal, um, and the electricity they're producing is like lifting Torkoal right into the air. The Magnemite and the Skarmory are attacking uh, this poor turtle Pokemon, and it invites all of Ash's sympathies. Pikachu, too. So they jump in to rescue this poor little fire turtle, and they really have to book it. The Magnemite turn their attack on Ash and Pikachu now. So without the magnetic field, Torkoal is falling. Ash and Pikachu are dodging Thunderbolts, which isn't that threatening to Pikachu. It really is to Ash, but... Anyway, Torgal has a shell. It's fine. Ash stumbles a bit, dodging electricity, but Pikachu manages to get some attacks off on these wild Pokemon. For all the good it does, the Magnemite have him, Torkoal, Ash on the ropes, until Skarmory decides to just call off the attack. For whatever reason, it gives an order, and it and the Magnemite all turn around. And leave. Hmm, what is that about? So it's weird that the attacking Pokemon all turned tail and left, but right now Ash and Pikachu have to focus on Torkoal, who is left upside down, an overturned turtle, it's very distressed. So they go and flip it back over. And so happy to be helped and cared about that it cries tears of joy and spews soot and smoke, also presumably of joy. But shortly after this, Torkoal runs off, chasing what sounds like a Pokemon cry. Hard to say, but it's running off in the direction the Skarmory and the Magnemite were headed, deeper into the arid wilderness. In a cutscene with Team Rocket, those guys also get attacked by the Skarmory for no reason other than being there, it seems. So, this is not a safe place to be. That is what the episode tells me. Especially when you're not confident in the Navigator. May is whining and throwing all kinds of shade at Brock. Max a little, too. Only Ash seems to be taking this in stride. Like, of course we walk up and down mountains and get hopelessly lost. That's that's what we do. I've been doing that for literal years and it hasn't failed me yet. Like, why is this a big deal? Although another thing he's been doing for literal years is being shocked by electric Pokemon. But that doesn't mean he's eager to keep that going when the Magnemites show up again and start attacking the kids. All of them hide behind rocks while Ash and Pikachu try to form a mostly useless electric counterattack. When Max gets the brainwave, hey, May, why don't you, like, help? She's like, who, me? What on earth would I throw out my Pokemon in the middle of a Pokemon battle for, huh? <laughs> Poor May. She really just wants to be on a relaxing vacation tour and she is traveling with the wrong people. But fire is super effective against Steel-type. Thank Mew. Oh my gosh. Every time I go back to play Gen 1 games before Steel-type, I just cry. Magnemite are awful. So, Torchic comes out and sends the Magnemite fleeing. But just as the kids clear up one problem, another rises up. An explosion and a lot of flamethrowers off in the distance. What is going on in this valley? Of course Ash wants to see. Like, someone might be in trouble. And yes, it is that same Torkoal from before, all ganged up on by Steel-type Pokémon. The Magnemites, also the Skarmory. Ash won't stand for this. He and Pikachu run down to help. May's like, Ash, wait, Torchic and I can help too! Notably, though, she doesn't actually follow him. But it's probably better that she was her hesitant self, because those few seconds of just standing there inspire Skitty to pop out of its Pokéball, and Brock and Max can teach May how to use Skitty's assist alongside Torchic to be possibly very effective in this situation. 
you know, if Skitty used a fire attack. Assist instead gave it string shot. May's horrified, but it actually ends up tying up the Magnemite and they fall from the sky. So, you know, May will take that as a win, even if Max won't. And then she has Torchic follow up with Ember. That's enough to send the Magnemite running for the hills for now, but Skarmory steps up next. That proves to be a little overwhelming for May and her Pokemon, so Ash and Pikachu tag in. Skarmory is a bird Pokemon too, as long as it has wings, they can barbecue it. Although Pikachu has proven that it doesn't matter what type something is, he can probably still level it. But either way, they get Skarmory's attention, and they're doing battle with it when, coming to help it again, it's not Skitty and Torchic, but Torkoal? With Ash keeping Skarmory occupied, it can now hit Skarmory with a huge flamethrower point blank. It's a massive attack. Skarmory retreats, flying a little bit like Woodstock, and Torkoal can't really enjoy its victory. It's wiped out. That attack took a lot out of it, and it was already injured before. It's been fighting who knows what in this valley. So, there's no Pokemon Center anywhere around here. What do we do? Time for some field medicine! The kids gather around Torkoal and let Brock's breeder experience and future doctor hopeful try to help Torkoal while Ash is supplementing it with information from the Pokedex. The scene feels a little bit like a bunch of hikers trying to give first aid to an injured fellow using nothing but someone's, like, past first aid class and Google on their phone. Like, the efforts all work. I'm not dissing it. It's just there's something about it that feels very familiar and contemporary. But Torkoal is stabilized. It just needs some rest. And that gives Max time to ask why Torkoal is even in this position. Fire is strong against steel. All the textbooks say so. But Ash, who has practical experience, points out that Torkoal was outnumbered. That will put anyone at a disadvantage. And Torkoal agrees. Like, gosh, yes, I'm really super strong. You gotta believe me. <laughs> Torkoal is so exuberantly expressive. I think I'm in love. So is Ash. He's basically adopted this Torkoal already. <laughs> so, During this interlude, Brock is able to figure out where they are. He's mostly confident that this is the Valley of Steel home to steel Pokemon who are very, very territorial. This rings a bell for Max. He's pretty sure that Nurse Joy told them to stay far away from it. Shortcuts. Don't take them. <laughs> but the Pokemon are going to keep attacking our kids and Torkoal for as long as they're in the valley. Ash's plan? Press on through to the other side. This is not the biggest obstacle we've faced. We've got fire Pokemon. We can handle this. Surprisingly, May is on board. She's determined for the Torchic Skitty Assist combo to work out. Torkoal is really on board, so much so that the second it hears a Pokemon cry, it takes off in that direction, leaving Ash and the others bewildered. But Brock? He got them lost, but otherwise this is his day for figuring stuff out. While treating Torkoal, he noticed it seemed to be injured by something other than Skarmory and Magnemite. What's going on here? There's something else in this valley. Team Rocket would like to know about that too. They're still stuck here being electrocuted by Magneton and harassed by a Steelix. They haven't even done anything wrong yet. I mean, besides stalking a kid. So why is everyone picking on them? Even when they try to play nice and polish the Steelix to show their submission and goodwill, they just get an iron tail for their efforts. 
But that sends them blasting into the twerps, who were having much better luck blasting their way through this valley and beating back wild Pokemon and the like. Team Rocket hits the ground right in front of Ash and then bounces off into a ravine. And in a surprisingly cold move, Ash is like, well, glad it was them and not us. I mean, Team Rocket's probably going to be fine. They always are. And he's used to them just ricocheting into his life with all the weirdness and then blasting back out. Maybe it's not worth raising a fuss about. But then the ground under May and Torchic crumbles and they fall into the ravine. And that is worth making a huge fuss about. Luckily, May is able to stop her fall for her and her Pokemon by grabbing a branch growing out of the cliff wall. So she's not falling, but still dangling in the air by one arm. And Ash is like, OMG, May, we're going to save you. Just stay where you are. Don't go anywhere. And May's like, sure, Ash. But then in her moment of vulnerability, May hears the sound of a magneton. Now the situation is truly dire. Torchic tries to fight it off with Ember, but this magneton is aggressive. It takes Torkoal to finally scare it off. But now May has been barbecued a bit, and she doesn't have Ash's um, extensive training in being electrocuted to, to help her hold on. So they've got to get her up fast, and nobody has a grass Pokemon with Vine Whip right now. I really was watching this episode like, why not just use Bulbasaur and Bayleaf before I remembered? The conceit of this region, Ash started with only a starter. Catching everyone as he goes. So the kids are going to have to use actual rope. I'm surprised they remember what that is. But good for them for continuing to pack it. The plan, Ash ties a rope around himself and the other end around Torkoal, who is heavy enough to serve as a weight, and then he rappels down the side of the cliff to May, counting on Brock and Max to pull him up once he's got May and Torchic. It's a very daring rescue. He's got May and Torchic by the arm, Magneton is blasting all around them, flamethrowers, thunderbolts everywhere, but in the end, May and Torchic are reunited with solid ground and the Magneton is sent packing. Little do the kids know, the Magneton has a friend, that Steelix Team Rocket saw earlier, and when it sees its scorched and exhausted buddy come levitating in, it's furious, and it wants revenge. Steelix is tough. It can beat off a flamethrower attack by using Sandstorm. It's huge and towers over the kids like a monster. And its roar is the sound the kids have been hearing and the one that makes Torkoal run off into danger. The Magnemite and Skarmory were just obstacles. This is what Torkoal wants to fight. Seems Torkoal and Steelix have beef, like Torkoal's been hurt by it before. Well... As I said earlier, Ash has basically adopted this Torkoal. Its personal struggles are now his personal struggles. He's like, we shall settle this dispute via Pokemon battle. I am here for you, new buddy I just met. Let me be your trainer. So with Ash coaching from the sidelines, Torkoal is able to do better against this Steelix. It and Ash work very well together. Torkoal listens and takes his direction, and it gets some hits in on Steelix and dodges Iron Tail well. Flamethrower is not as super effective against Steelix as they might have hoped, but nonetheless, it is an impressive hit. Enough that Steelix calls off its cronies, like, like, no, this, this is personal. This is going to be a one, proper one-on-one -on -one battle now. Ash is jazzed. Max is a little worried. <laughs> but the Steelix took a flamethrower without even flinching, Ash, and Ash is just like, exactly! 
Torkel knew that and fought anyway. Screw the type advantage. I have found a kindred soul. We are so gonna win. <laughs> Torkel will be perfect on this team. So with the pride of a fire Pokemon on the line, Torkel and Ash have to contend with a new obstacle. Dig. Dig is death to fire Pokemon. They cannot afford to be hit, and they can't hit anything while Steelix is underground. So how can they win? Ash casts his mind back a few episodes to Miss Flannery, the fire-type gym leader. She had a Torkoal. What moves was she using? Oh yes, overheat. That'll work. They just need to be patient. Wait for the exact moment Steelix resurfaces. Maybe drawing a bit on Brawly's kind of feeling the ocean wave and timing. And then fire. So much fire. The flames and the heat push Steelix back, warp everybody's vision. The animation is going overboard trying to sell that this is more than the average flamethrower. Steelix makes a good comeback. It defends against the flames with Iron Tail in a move that must make Pikachu jealous. But all the damage has already added up. Steelix falls. When Steelix gets up again, there's some tension from all the people in Pokemon. There's a huge standoff trying to figure out how Steelix will take the loss. It does have a whole gang behind it ready to jump in and defend their buddy. But in the end, Steelix turns, it and its entourage leave. Torkoal has gained their respect, and the kids will be allowed to pass through the valley unassaulted. Torkoal's riding high on victory, and Ash turns to Torkoal and is like, Hey, I like working with you. You want to make it official. And Torkoal needs no encouragement. It tearfully agrees to join Ash's party. And honestly, I'm so glad. I, I forgot how much I loved Torkoal. It's just so over the top and full of feelings. And it's very powerful, full of pride. A little bit of a glass cannon sometimes in the way that Pikachu is. Like, it's got some vulnerabilities. But all in all, like, I think this is a good fit for Ash. And while Torkoal, you know, may have some issues with emotional regulation, for the most part, he, it's a pretty happy Pokemon. I think we are going to be in for some fun adventures with this new addition to the team. If you want to keep up with those adventures, you can follow Peekappy Podcast anywhere where fine podcasts are, are found and downloaded. You can also follow or write in with your various uh, Pokemon naming systems to Peekappy Podcast at blogspot.com or send an email to peekappypodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing how everybody names their Pokemon and what fun, fun names you have given in the past. Until next time, this has been Peekappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>